This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shot Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Harway Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's Joe Taylor with another episode of Shap of the Week. Visiting with our Shap of the Week, senior defensive back, corner, if you will, Luke Vale and Luke one of the things that's always important, and, I, and we talked about this with Ty Ingramizer a few weeks ago, is in that defensive back room, there's a lot of history. You, know, oh, yeah. you, you can look at that defensive back room and go, man, the guys that were here before me, and you don't have to reach back very far in the history books. Tell me about that first time where you kind of went into the room and you could feel that, that legacy. You could feel that there's something to uphold here with guys like Ty and, and Judson. Uh, probably the first time I went into the room, I was just probably appalled about how much work goes into the room. It takes a lot of film and a lot of schemes that we have to review and practice all day long. I think also you look at just how invested your head coach is into that room. As a former free safety, as a guy that played at a very high level, what was your first uh, response to that as uh, maybe an underclassman or your first time in that room going, man, this is, this is intense. This is something that is very, very important to the success of the defense. I mean, it's a whole nother level. It put, He puts in a lot of work and puts together massive amount of film for us to watch. And we always have um, film during our uh, football period and sometimes even before school, after school, even sometimes when we're at home at night. I know there was an extra meeting or two along the way in preparation for Reagan, but you know that extra attention to detail that doesn't involve a physical rep, that's got to be helpful. You think that's part of it is, is being able to process all of that information before going out and playing? It definitely helps because... You can tell by uh, the receivers usually on film. Uh, you can almost guess what route they're going to run before they even run it. I know a lot of people like to talk about how sometimes you feel like you're almost overprepared. You know, there's there's so much that goes into it. You know, I know a, a regular 16, 17, 18 year old, you know, when you're preparing for a test, you're like, okay, I got this. But there's about maybe 15 to 20 percent of it that maybe you don't got going into it, going into a test. And I think I, I, I sense that is there ever a time where you feel underprepared as a football player going into a game? Uh, not really underprepared. I mean, I don't think you can ever be overprepared for a football game. Usual thing is, as Coach Jones likes to say, is we should be sick of watching film by the end of the week. That's the thing. If you're sick of it, that means you're, yeah, I've watched this and I've watched this and I've watched this. Do you think that's designed for recall? Because I know there's a lot of trust in your intelligence and that's to me, that is a that's a hallmark. That's a sign of difference, a point of difference, if you will, because people ask me all the time, my colleagues, they said, well, what makes a Wesley player different? I said, well, when a lot of the work is done from the neck up, the physical part kind of takes care of itself. And I think that that speaks to the amount of preparation is that if you're sick of film by the end of the week, you've put in the work mentally. What's the work like physically, though? What's it like that daily grind of practice for you? Uh, it's a lot of running. I mean, covering deep routes and um, all these run plays, it's a, it's a lot of physical work. Waking up at 
four thirty in the morning to practice is not fun either. <laughs> I think it's when we, when you're out of the house, people tell me it's like, man, you guys don't have much drama. I said, well, if if bad things only happen after midnight and all of these kids have to be up at four thirty, uh, there's your answer. What is practicing in the morning? What do you think that does for you mentally as a student? Honestly, it helps a little bit because if you're up early, then you got to get your mind moving, get in the um, rhythm of practice. It's pretty easy to stay in the rhythm during school, like just lock in on your teachers and what education's coming. I think also it gives you that that sense of I'm done with the day. You know, you look at celebrities and guys guys that really you know champion rising early. But it also gives you the sense of accomplishment that you're done for the day. Once third period is over, my football day may not necessarily be done because there's more stuff to do, but. All of the football that I have to worry about being somewhere at a certain time, being here, watching this film, meeting this meeting, that meeting, all of that is gone and you can concentrate on your schoolwork. And I know balancing school and football is is a much heavier lift than I think people realize. Take us through what it what that grind is for you. I mean, schoolwork after school, it's no fun considering you got to go to bed early and wake up early. I'd say as long as you stay on top of the work, it's pretty easy to just get it done and then go to sleep and wake up the next day you're around a bunch of teammates who are most likely going to be academic all district players. You know, some of the guys are, are wickedly smart and they're, they're statewide recognized. There seems to be a lot of help with teammates. There are obviously guys that you go to. You might be one of the guys that, that, that some of the players come to with they're having trouble. What do you think your best subject is? And what do you think you help most when, when guys come to you? I'd probably just say like daily tasks. Cause I almost always have them done pretty early. A lot of guys help um, ask me to help them with their homework or just, help them study for a test. I think when you have that kind of camaraderie, it's almost like you're asking a family member. You know, and to me, I think everybody relates to that of, hey, I know that my teammate probably knows this. And I think that kind of relationship where you know each other inside and out from the standpoint of being teammates, that doesn't necessarily always transfer to the classroom. But you you start talking about the amount of film you watch, the amount of breakdowns you do, the amount of educational football there is. Like, who's the best guy to go through for calculus? Who's the best guy to go to for English? I'm sure you guys have those figureheads on your ball club. Who are some of them? Uh, definitely say Ty Ingramizer, um, <laughs> Paxton Land, Judson as well. Helps uh, helps quite a bit. Wicked smart guys. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. When you talk about the ability to process the classroom versus the football field, and it's the same for every sport at Westlake. There's a ton asked of athletes here. And when you look at your journey, I think people think, oh, yeah, well, he's just the next corner. And what you don't see is the story up to that point. And, you know, we normally have this two to three year window with guys. Denim Collins, we've known his name since he was a sophomore. Judson Crockett, same way. Ty Ingramizer, the last two years. We have seen flashes of it on special teams. We have seen people rise very quickly. But there's something to be said for a three-year sub-varsity player who winds up being a starter, especially on defense. And Luke, that's your story, where you had to put in your time, pay your dues, get better, and then grow into that position. And from what your coaches tell me, some of the things that we've been able to do on defense is because Luke has been so valuable to our team. How does that make you feel knowing that that the journey for you from sub-varsity to a varsity starter in your senior season has been worth the wait? I definitely say it's worth the wait. A lot of those reps on sub varsity got me to where I am today. Put it live game reps are very different than just practicing with the varsity. If I don't get in a game, then I'm not getting live action. There's another level of patience. Can you talk about how patient you've had to be? I waited a long time. Um, I just stayed on the grind. 
it's pretty difficult. I mean, kind of got discouraged from time to time, but I always knew there was an opportunity or one coming up that I could take advantage of. I think everybody looks year to year. There was a time where we did not know who Leo Lowen's name was, and we found out on one of the very first plays of the season in his junior campaign, starting as a corner. It's hard to think of Leo Lowen now as a corner, but he used to be a corner. And, you know, now his photo is on this wall over here on an, on an army poster. The The weird vibe that the defense has is that there's all these little interchangeable parts. Judson's played corner. Ty's had his time at both safety spots. There's been a number of guys that have kind of been hybrids along the way who really understand what it's all about, who can help guys like you who are who are first starting out on the varsity. Take me back to the first game where it was very clear that I think the opponent at the time wanted to test you out. Let's let's see what we can get for the new senior corner, first-year varsity guy. And the response was? Don't throw it my way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I knew they were going to try and test me as a fresh corner, never seen me on film before. And they they had two good receivers. They liked the deep shots. And it was just re- make your reads, follow your rules, and make a play. Well, I think also you have those interceptions as, as part of this identity now of, hey, there's now no side of the football field that we can go to logically where we don't know that it's going to be a contested ball. Denham proved that last week. You've proved that along the year. And I think a lot of people and some of your teammates as well. And that's kind of leads me to my next point. You have been some of the guys that have been called up to varsity. And now as a leader, you you embody that. Hey, wait your turn. Be patient. Stay on the grind, as you say. What is your message to those guys who are JV call-ups who might be juniors waiting for their spot next year? What's your message to them? It's a lot of a lot of work uh, being on a tag team, but it's definitely worth it. I remember when I got brought up, I was running uh, any attack team I could. I didn't even watch the defense. I was helping out the offense the whole time. But I definitely say just keep grinding forward. It's easy to kind of get discouraged if you're on a tag team or and the coaches like snap at you or anything. Because they know that you can do better, and they want to help push this team in the right direction. Let's go through some names here that have had some notable moments. Obviously, you as a starter, but Thompson Bennett, Aiden Schwarzbach, guys that have had the opportunities to get into games. You know, now they're where you used to be. Everybody used to be excited when you got a chance to get in, and now you're kind of that other guy who becomes the guy on the sideline that's championing the guys that are that are getting those opportunities because you know how rare they are and you know how special they can be take us through how that feels how you were one of those guys for so long and now you're one of the guys that when the defense takes care of their business they can come off the field i remember some of the older guys um last year a few years ago always used to get super hype and i just want to be just like them it was a lot of fun uh, while you're on the field uh, up by 60 whatever points and you hear your name getting called by all your friends on the sideline just getting hyped for you i mean it's something. It's really something special. I think that message is so big because I think people identify with the work that's done Monday through Wednesday, and we've talked about this a number of times with attack team guys. And because of your history, you kind of know exactly what those guys are going through, where if we could sell tickets Monday through Wednesday to practice, we would because those battles are legendary. Now that you are one of the starters, who's the one guy on attack team that you kind of look at and go, okay, I have to bring my A game here uh, I can't let this guy get by me. And and is have you ever had that experience, whether it's this year or in years past, where you've been the either someone's gotten the better of you, or have you gotten better of somebody else? I uh, I definitely have. It's um probably Robert Scott. I mean, he's always going hard on our attack team. I'm probably one of the fastest dudes on the field and always going 100. percent My time as an attack member, it was fun. Um, 
I got to guard some of the greats like Jaden and Keaton, Bryce Chambers, everyone. You know, it's funny. I remember talking to those guys, and they they have similar. You know, your name has come up. You know, you and a, and a host of other guys that are now playing. This was a guy that we wanted to stay away from. This was a guy that we knew that was going to bring everything and more on a tag team. So I think it's fitting to have this conversation now, Luke, because when you're in your situation and you're a first-year senior varsity player and you're a starter, I think it kind of compresses everything into this one experience. It's still a four-year experience. It's still a journey for you, but your time on varsity is compressed. I think that actually is a positive. I think that benefits you because you have this perspective that all of these seasons across sophomore, junior, and senior year aren't looked at in this you know total body of work where you have to kind of look at it through this very narrow lens and go, this is my time. And my time might be shorter than other people's times, but it is still my time. What do I do with that time? What do you tell yourself? Just got to make the most of it. I mean, in a regular season, you've got 10 games. You don't want to get hurt or anything, obviously, but uh, you want to sell out and make every play you can and contribute to our playoff run, keep this season going. 61 seniors, you're a part of that class. It's a record-setting class. It's the most ever. We've talked about it a number of times in this interview specifically, and I bring it up with you because of that journey. Are you surprised, shocked, or is this something that you saw coming? So many guys having this, no, we're finishing this story. This is a story we want to finish. What's the main theme of that senior class that have kept 61 of you around for all four years? I'd say it's just the whole team. I mean, it's really a family. No one really wants to leave their family. Um, It's a lot of fun being around everyone and uh, getting to spend time with your friends outside of just going to school. I'd say that's why most people stay, stay in the program, even if they're like on attack or whatnot. I do wish some guys still stayed in the program that dropped out a little early i mean they would have really loved it final thought how does luke vale get ready to play a football game take us through your routine gotta put on the nice game day shirt and khakis usually i watch some watch film throughout the day go get some iv to help with hydration always be hydrating uh learned that after the first game did not not feel good cramping up once we get to the pregame meal i just put in some music lock in it's very quiet in the locker room when we get to the pregame everyone's doing their own thing it's really good to, I don't know, watch more film, more than you ever need. What's that one track that gets you going? If you listen to music, what's that one track that says, okay, it's it's game time? Probably uh, Pump It Up. The whole locker room goes crazy for Pump It Up. It's a lot of fun. And I know that there are a lot of goals that you have team-wise. You've accomplished one of them. You're chasing another one. This would be that second goal is win this game against Reagan. You get to practice on Thanksgiving. I know what those team goals are, but a guy like you that has had this journey, what are some of your goals that you kind of have, you know, if, there, if there's some notes before this season started, what are the, some of those things that Luke Vale wants to see happen? A lot of people say I'm kind of more of a coverage guy, but I'd, I like to think I can hit some people, but I definitely say more interceptions. I'd like catching the ball, even though I play DB. That might be the reason why, but I just want, I want some more interceptions. He's Luke Vale, our Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation Podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.